I go again. Gonna wake up the downstairs neighbors. Don't let me beat you up. There's a chorus of opinions, but you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you down. You just stand up to home. Sometimes everybody don't know anything at all. All right, you're listening to Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. And I'm Brian. And you're wrong. You're oh wrong, God. Seth. You're wrong. You're so wrong. You're, you're the most wrong person I've ever talked to about Transformers. You're so wrong. President Transformers President 4. Brian and Transformers Trump. 4. And Transformers <laughs> 4. They go okay. to China for no fucking reason. It they happens. do not? Okay. They go to no. China for no reason. The seed is pretty much pointless. The bounty hunter is the main villain in the piece. If you want to argue that Megatron is even functioning as a villain at all, he's not. He's not a villain. He's barely in it. Like, they get to China, and he's like, whoa, when he pieces out, like, immediately. He doesn't even fight Optimus Prime at any point in the entire thing. All Optimus does is fight the fucking dude who left, who would have left and gone had they not gone to China. So by going to China, they actually extended the movie twice boom okay you're wrong no you're wrong <laughs> and uh, first of that's all why, that's why you lost the election because you're wrong <laughs> thank Brent. you president brian trump brump so i like brump that's what are you name. drinking there uh a fine wine uh from washington state from waterbrook wines Ooh, is a, it a, a, it's, it looks like a red Oh, it's a Malbec. A, I love a it. Malbec. I love a good Malbec. Yes, those Argentinian bastards make the best in the world. But, but there in that gentle sloping hills of southern Washington is the delightful Waterbrook Winery, which doesn't pay me a damn dime to say this, so they should. <laughs> and they make well, delightful red wines. Given given our track record with mentioning alcoholic beverages on here, are you yes. really surprised that we can't get sponsorship? No. Fuck you, Mike's hard lemon. <laughs> I don't care. And you Bud Light still, Lime. You are still and Bud Light Lime. You still both take like a taste like a raccoon jizzed in a log, and then someone <laughs> tried to make me drink it. So first of all, I want to welcome back our listeners. Uh, for anybody who might think this is maybe a part two episode, because you ju- you just launched right into your yeah diatribe of wrongness there. But well, first I've been of all, sitting on it. I've been sitting I, I on it. Y- because I watched that movie like five days ago, and I was like, oh, God damn it. I got to go back and tell him he's wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad that you have been stewing because you're still wrong, and I'll tell you why in a second. But first, <sighs> I've got a bone to pick with you, sir. This is just the, man, this is the vendetta episode. All right, <laughs> this fine. Is. Let's get into it. <laughs> Do it. All right. Here's so your bone. You, 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 you left me, man. You totally abandoned me. I thought we were going to have a good discussion about Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and I, in good faith, started. And mm-hmm. when I when I came out of my blissful trance, you Reverie, were gone, yes. man. Yeah. The fuck? I, I mean, I, I have a life to live, man. I can't, I can't listen to you talk about a talking raccoon and his tree friend for like three days. Why because not? I, um, That's what friendship is, Brian. I feel like listeners of our podcast can answer this question far better than <laughs> I can as to why no one wants to listen to us talk about a talking raccoon and his tree friend for days. But you know what? Let's get to it this episode. Well, we'll really? Talk about Yay! All right. Yeah, we'll talk about yes, it later. I can't wait. All right. So let's start off here because you, you brought it up. So Transformers 4. Okay. Now, first of all, Megatron... Yeah, we're we're well past a year, right? Oh, way past. Yeah. Okay, good. So, so yeah, Megatron. Once he's in his new body. B- by the way, I do want to say that <laughs> the reincarnation of Megatron. Yeah, the as, reincarnation of Megatron. Flip Smash or whatever his stupid name is. Oh, what was his name? Right. See, you don't know because he wasn't that important because he wasn't the <laughs> real villain. Well, no, I just because I I identified him as Megatron, but. No, what I was going to say is, first and foremost, it's it's damn sad that this is, I think, our third episode in a row <laughs> in which we're discussing Transformers 4. I think slowly we're just becoming a Transformers podcast. No, by don't bit. say it. By don't the end of it, it, I will have assimilated all of you. And everyone <laughs> will be a trans- that was what, that's what happened. Ever since I Micro turned into a Transformer, 
that becomes a robot penis. I we've slowly been becoming a Transformers podcast, and that's just Damn it. I mean that's that's the inevitability of Transformers. I hate you so much. So it's not going to happen. Not on my watch. Okay. Me and me and Mark Wahlberg, we're going to stop you. You went Maki Mark. With Maki Mark. Hang on, so stop me. So anyway, Bud Light Lime? you want to come back for some Bud Light? We'll have a, uh, with some Bud Light and stuff, and, and uh, oh my God, remind me, remind me after this Transformers beatdown that you're about to receive of yeah, the. You might even be aware of this Mark Wahlberg news. I don't know, but okay. We'll Megatron back to Mark Wahlberg's dick. <laughs> kind of Megatron. His purpose in this movie was sorry, a to Megatron. come back to life. Megatron is not in this movie. He has a yes, different. Yes, he name. is. No, What's he's Megatron. Name? He is Megatron. Okay, fine. Yeah. I, I want it duly noted on this podcast that Seth doesn't even remember what the character's name is, but he's demanding that I recognize it as the sole villain of this entire... It's because he's Megatron. They they announce it like at like halfway through the four-hour festival of robots. Right. They announce that, uh, that, it's, that it's Megatron, that he, he, he put the whole thing in motion. He starts the art. This is a really a hard sentence for me to form with my words okay. in mouth and brain, but do he does. Then. He he spawns all the army. Like he create he's he zaps them all alive, and that's what they're fighting in this. So no, he doesn't face off with Optimus because I'm assuming that's going to happen in the last night. But if it doesn't, they drop the ball. I'm just going to say that right now because like they they left it in a classic Inspector Gadget fashion of next time, Optimus. Um, we just. You know what? We'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, let's let's okay. let's let me let me finish to you being wrong about. I'm not wrong. How. So anyway, Megatron's like, there you go. Does, e- does Evil Megatron Army is alive, that? and they all come. Yes, does, the soul of Megatron that? in the new body that I don't remember his name. Because I just watched this movie, and I'm pretty sure what happens is it's a code thing in the program that the guy wrote that actually brings them to life. Yes, um, whip whip snarled smash guy. Mm-hmm. which is his actual name instead of Megatron in this movie, <laughs> is responsible for spreading part of it in China randomly. But there's no reason for them to go to China. Like, right, why no, no, does no, Whip Snarl Smash Man need to go to China? He doesn't. There's way more robot things in the I, Chicago I agree factory. with you. I agree with you, as I did last time, that the, the setting of China was not needed. I'm talking about the fact that the last 30 to 45 minutes of the movie were still part of the story, wherever oh, yeah, it yeah. happened. The no, green no, screen that, happened. that I agree. That I've always agreed with. No, you haven't. You said that they wrapped it up, and then they had like a whole 45 minutes where they just went to China, and nothing in the story got furthered. So because you're saying they the last 45 minutes. And okay, it's, so it's if they just had just stayed, if they had turned off the green screen technology and they were just in an, in a studio somewhere, you'd be okay with that. If they just if stayed in, in Chicago. China, you're if racist. If they you're stayed in racist. Chi- you hate Chinese they, people. I, I don't think Chinese people want Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> or apparently they do, because that's the only way they're making money anymore. But, like, uh, just the, the, the fact that they literally changed in an entire continent is the part that I'm just like, wait, why? You didn't need to do that. That's the part I've always found needless and stupid. They did not need to go to China, is the phrase I've always said. Did they need to? Did they need to disseminate the seed? Oh, of course they did. But they could have easily disseminated the seed anywhere on Earth. They just chose China for very okay. cynical commercial purposes. So last time, I asked you to rewatch Transformers Four. You were going to do it anyway, I think. But I asked you to I pay was, attention yes. to it because mm-hmm. of this discussion. Yes. This time, I'm going to ask you to re-listen to okay. Episode Fifty of the Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. Okay. Because I believe you will find that we both agreed that the reasoning for China was just to use Chinese pop stars and for money. Yes. But you were still claiming, and I tried to say, that the story still had to be resolved because of the seed. And you argued I mean, I that still, point. I still stand a little bit on that point that, like, literally up until that point, the only thing that's mattered is that, like, bounty hunter robot guy that's been, like, hunting them forever. And he leaves. He's like, peace. He you know, leaves, but he leaves the bomb behind. The bomb wasn't there because he, that was payment. So he did his thing, he had his thing, oh, and yeah. then he gave the bomb, and all of a sudden there's like, fuck, there's a bomb. So yes, you're right. We could say, that's, okay, I'm going to get dark here for a second. Oh, boy. Let's go back to 2001, September 11th. That's right. I'm tying Transformers to 9-11. Oh, my Lord. Goodbye, I'm gonna do all it. of our listeners who have not left already. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> So, 
How many planes hit the the World Trade Center towers, Brian? Two. Two. So if, let's say, one of those planes is the bounty hunter and the other plane is the seed, you're saying that just because maybe we stopped the first plane, we should just ignore that second plane? I, I think invoking 9-11 to make your point about a Transformers <laughs> movie is there. Are, those two things are so not related. <laughs> okay, listen, the we already decided last episode that we've hit a like, new low. We have, <laughs> you know, there's I mean that's, whatever. You basically but made the, you did the internet equivalent of comparing him to Hitler. Like, it's like, <laughs> like if, isn't there any other movie with two things in it? You had to just go for 9-11? Because, I mean, of course you should stop both planes. But the seed had no danger to anybody. It was just sitting it there was a bomb. being the seed. It was literally a bomb, and they and they knew they they became aware of the fact that Megatron yeah, and, in, and in Captain they, they, Underpants they called Stanley body. Tucci, who's a treasure and a gem as an actor. And they're like, "Hey, it's a bomb," so and he was like, "Oh, I'll take care of it." And then he did. And then they went to China for no reason. No reason. We've committed thirteen minutes of our episode <laughs> so far. We should move on. I'm right. I'm right, and we should move on. All right, brump. What else do you want to talk about? Other than the well, I wanted to right bring up that. this Mark Wahlberg news. Yeah, well, yeah, your Mark Wahlberg news. Did he finally have that penis reduction surgery that he's really needed for so long? No. In fact, you could say that double the penises are, are coming back. We're talking about Daddy's Home too, aren't we? I am so talking about Daddy's Home too. First yeah, of all, I, I had no idea they were doing a sequel. Why the fuck would they? But... I just thought because it was hilarious that on our last episode, you happened to mention how awful you think this movie is, and I go to see Spider-Man: Homecoming, and boom, Daddy's Home trailer. Too. Yeah, no, it's it's it is like he's like Hollywood listens to our podcast, takes your ideas, and is like, let's make those happen. And they listen to the things I complain about, and they're like, <laughs> and let's make those things happen. <laughs> yep, that American is Idol's back. Daddy's yeah. Home too. <laughs> No, everything <laughs> I hate comes back. It's just it's brutal. Yeah, no, it's it's it I saw the trailer for it too and I'm just like it is just in that trailer I'm like oh my god, like Mel Gibson and Mark Wahlberg just they're like incapable of anyone questioning their masculinity for even a second. Like the whole scene that I love by the way that John Lithgow is is uh Will Ferrell's I, dad. I I love that Mel Gibson is is his dad. I thought the casting no, I thought, was brilliant. Like, the casting was great. I, the fact that we just didn't need the movie is definitely <laughs> still there, but or the first one really. Uh I just I actually it, I didn't I felt bad as I was listening to our last episode as I listened to it back cuz I love my voice and I do this regularly. Mm-hmm. I felt bad actually that I I didn't defend it. When I should have, because I've seen it in its entirety. You didn't. So no, you watched that's about true. ten minutes and you gave up. And I will say that yes. Doesn't he learn like some lesson at the end? Mark Wahlberg. Well, yeah. I've basically, it, it you know they, their di- their relationship shifts from him trying to cuckold. Um, will Ferrell. There you go. Thank you, Will Ferrell, for the whole movie. It's it's only like eighty five percent of the movie that he's trying to. Eh, ninety five percent of the movie, and then like okay. the last five percent. And I will not disagree with you that that is a. It is a it is a a wide disparity between like I feel like maybe a better story arc would have been them becoming friends sooner and then having to solve some kind of problem. Instead, they kind of they kind of became friends and solved a p- small problem right, right at the same time. But it does get better though. The thing the thing I the problem I have with it isn't that that Mark Wahlberg is a masculine super macho guy and Will Ferrell is painted as like less so. It's what Mark Wahlberg thinks being macho is. That's what I don't like. Like, if you'd had, like, I don't know, Mark Wahlberg dressed up as, like, uh, like a dump truck driver who drinks Coors Light with his bros on the weekends in, in the bar. But also, there's more to him than that. You know, maybe he secretly loves painting miniatures or something. Like, he had, he's a multifaceted person. That'd be great. I'd watch right. that movie. But it's the fact that Mark Wahlberg... Is like what energy drink energy drink ads think men are supposed to be like just yeah it's intense twenty four seven I'm a bro yeah like and you can't ever be like and so I'm sure this next movie will be about based on the trailer about Mel Gibson being like oh that's not very manly Mark Wahlberg and Mark Wahlberg's tiny penis will shrivel a little and he'll have to be super manly and 
I'm sure John Lithgow and, and, and Mark Wahlberg will punch each other at some point. I have no doubts about that. Really? I mean, Mel Gibson and, and John Lithgow, though, like, I'm sure they'll, it'll just be dandy. I just, it's just so, anytime I see, and, and he, you know, this is going to, I know you're the king of segues, but I have to segue into the fact that in, in Transformers 5, which I saw. Have you uh, seen Wonder Woman yet? No, I haven't. Hmm. Nope. Okay, continue. Yeah, Transformers Five in IMAX too. Went to the Chinese theater oh and watched God. it. It's great. It's fantastic. Do I mean, they if I'm know gonna that watch, you hate them there? If I'm gonna watch the no, I love the Chinese theater and I love China. I just don't think they should be pandered too horribly. China. China. Yes. China. Why are you saying it like that? That's how Trump it's said it. Is. Oh really? Yeah. And that doesn't. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I think we're about to I was about to say some line about how he can barely fun- form sentences and then I was like you know what no not being negative about Donald Trump yet <sighs> yet anyway, boy we could go into that anyway <laughs> um, Transformers 5 happier things said uh, no one ever said no one ever because it's truly terrible Transformers 5 is god awful but it's god awful in that kind of way that I've almost come to expect from them after watching four in a row I kind of knew what I was going into and as such the fifth one was slightly better in terms of just absolute buttfuck craziness okay now yeah. I haven't seen it yet and I intend to so don't spoil anything for me but oh. you had you had hypothesized mm-hmm. that you thought it might be better than four and two because it's an odd number did that theory track it was definitely more entertaining than four also shorter than four. Oh, um but it was not a good movie or even nearly as good as one or two uh, i mean one or three one really to be clear three just had some good set pieces and they blew up chicago and so i was on board <laughs> uh one really is the only one that i've and even that one's still a shit turd of a movie but it's the only one i own on dvd because i bought it for five dollars out of a bin at a blockbuster when it came out so i mean i'm not saying it's a cinematic masterpiece and this one this five is just it's it's like listening to like a psych it, the script had to have been written by some sort of like drugged out <laughs> like LSD ridden hippie. I was gonna say just, somebody on an acid trip. That's funny. Yeah, no, because it it feels like Michael Bay dropped acid and then started making movies, and that is pretty much what this is. Uh, it's insane. It's it's as I'm just I'm gonna I can sum this movie up by telling you a sentence about one scene. It's not a vital scene. I'm not spoiling anything, but I'm gonna tell you just a one sentence encapsulation. Before you of, say it, does it yeah. include the word Hitler? It doesn't, because oh. that, by the way, is the least crazy part of the movie. Okay, all right, continue. The moment, the moment, because Anthony Hopkins is in this movie. I don't know if I, you know I was going to ask, does it involve Anthony Hopkins? You're damn right it does. At <laughs> one point in this movie, there's a car chase happening, and I don't know why, through London, because I don't know why. Like, honestly, I really don't. I have no memory. I have no idea why it was happening. It just was. But in the middle of this car chase, Anthony Hopkins and his butler robot friend are driving furiously through uh, downtown London and screaming the lyrics of Ludacris's song, Move Bitch. At no. People. That happens. All, all well in about... Uh, by the way, that entire car chase is basically set to the plot of National Treasure, which they do all of. They do all of National Treasure in like three minutes. Well, really? screaming move, bitch. Yeah, like it's the entire plot of National Treasure just condensed into like three minutes in a car chase. Now, I've never Anthony seen Ar- National Treasure. Should I watch it first so it doesn't get three minutes spoiled? Uh, and, you know, you'd really have to know. Like when you watch National Treasure, you'd be like, oh, hey, that's what that robot and Anthony Hopkins were screaming about in between ludicrous lyrics. Now I know. Awesome. It, it, it won't spoil anything for you. And they're not talking about the actual plot of National Treasure. I just mean they photocopied the beat sheet of National Treasure and then squeezed it into about three pages worth of screenplay in Transformers. And then somebody just accidentally copied and pasted Ludacris's move bitch in there. <laughs> and that became a scene that happened in this movie. With that is the Sir Anthony Hopkins. With Sir Anthony Hopkins screaming, move, bitch, move, get out the way. Like, literally, that's it. I just did a pretty decent impression of what that was. Now, were yeah. they, are, are you? Oh, they're in a Lamborghini, effect? by the way. They're in a Lamborghini for no reason. He's an old British lord that owns a fucking Lamborghini. Just had to throw that in there. 
Are you in any way exaggerating this for entertainment no. effect? No, I am not. They're I literally not quoting the, the song or just I happen to say some phrases that are similar? No, they say, move, bitch, move, get out the way. And he and the robot say it repeatedly, repeated to each other over the course of about probably tw- 20 seconds worth of car chase. So it's uh, like they're literally intentionally doing it. They are intentionally saying it with the same rhythm and uh, everything uh, from the song. It's insane. Wow. Okay. So how many how many juice boxes would you give it, Brian? Uh, this is a crumpled juice box at the bottom of an alleyway that sort of makes you feel like somehow someone abducted a child in this alleyway. That's how many juice boxes it gets. Wow. I can't believe you would go somewhere so dark on this show. Yeah, how dare I? <laughs> I mean, this is the Revenge Murder Dark podcast. Why not? Where we compare 9-11 to... 9-11 uh, to robots. 9-11 yeah. to robots. No, and hate Transformers you know, movie. I think there's only one one way to save... Not even we, one way. I think We haven't touched on the Holocaust yet. Hey, did you guys know that... <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna. There's only one person that can save this, Brian. Hmm. Who can save this? Well, he's a man, kind Is of. He? Sort of. And he's, and he's part spider. Oh. I like y- that man. Yeah. You might call him... Creepy Joe from down at the bus stop. Is that what you call him? Isn't that what that guy's name is down there? His wait, what were you talking Spider-Man about? Spider-Man or his name is Creepy Joe? Or creepy oh, Joe are you talking Wait, no, you're, you're better. Let's talk about Spider-Man. Ignore Creepy Joe. We, uh, he's weird. We don't need to talk about him. Yeah, uh, Spider-Man. There's a new movie. I saw it. Did you see it? I sure did. Cool. So what'd you think? How many juice boxes does that get? Uh, that gets like five uh, lunch cafeteria juice boxes um, on a Friday afternoon of like Tostada uh, Friday. Of, uh, no, that's like the last Friday of school when summer oh. vacation is about to blow up, and you're like, "I'm gonna drink all five juice boxes because fuck it, yeah." So you're saying you hated it? More or less, yeah. I mean, that's really I'm just what a terrible movie. No, I love Spider Man. Spider Man and Superman are like my two. Apparently, as long as your name starts with an S and ends in man, I'm okay with it. So, you know. So, would Anybody you also really? rank Seaman up there as your favorite? Seaman is fantastic, <laughs> yeah. Wait, is he Seaman like the letter C or Seaman like the ocean C? Or like I think how? he spells it S-E-M-E-N. You, you like that, don't you? Yeah, he, he's Seaman. Yeah, he's great. Love it. Good. So, he's a little bit salty. He's kind of a salty sailor. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Spider-Man or Jizz? Which one? Because we can, just the look on your face says you want to talk about Jizz. That's fine. We can do that. Um, I mean, that's what this podcast is about. How many hot, juicy loads of semen would you give Spider-Man? Oh, God. I Until nothing but dust came out. Fantastic. So, so good. So you hated it as well. Though. I so. did. No. Um, all right. So we the spoiler rule has to be in effect for this one because it just came, just came out. Yes. No, it, you definitely cannot tell anybody that Mary Jane is actually just a giant doobie in this movie. You cannot nah. tell people that. That's not allowed. Although I did think it was nice that they that they, you know, really embraced you know, modern day kind of going towards trying to legalize weed and just really said, you know what, Mary Jane, yeah. we, all know, we all know we all know what Stanley meant. Yeah. What if she's a talking blunt? How about that? And then there we were with a talking blunt in a Spider-Man movie. Fantastic. And is it is it really that much harder to believe that there'd be such a thing as a talking blunt as a guy who was bitten by a spider and can now do yeah. spiderific things? It makes total sense. It it right? completely makes sense. Yeah. No, I'm in. So yeah, I loved it. I thought finally they did a good job in a Spider-Man movie with having a villain that you legitimately cared about like kind of what they try to do with in the very first spider-man with to- uh with toby mcguire mm-hmm. where they had uh norman osborne you know he got like he got like fucked over by his see uh, oh, his corporate yeah, yeah. boss people his corporate bo- his so board yeah fit. i thought it, it actually reminded me a lot of um the way they did dr octopus in the second one because like they're buddies spider-man and and dr octopus before he becomes dr octopus remember like dr octopus's wife is alive and they're all Spoiler alerts are way over on that one, by the way. That was, seriously, if you haven't seen Spider-Man 2 from, like, Tobey Maguire years. To me, that that has been my favorite Spider-Man movie until this one came out. Because really? the villain was so good. Yeah. I love Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2, legitly, still, like, one of the top five comic book movies ever made because of the villain. Because the villain's so good, and you sympathize with the villain, and you understand the villain. And yep. then in this one, 
the way they open the film, uh, you immediately sympathize with this villain. Yeah. Um, you know, without going into too much of what the vulture is or how he goes about, it, I thought they brought him into the 21st century, mm-hmm. uh, and they because the vulture looks stupid as shit in the comics. I'm just gonna oh, say absolutely! It. Like he's the goofiest. Like he looks like some weird all bald penis that has like a ruffle of feathers. Like he's very <laughs> not cool. But he looked yeah. dope in this one, man. Well, I and mean, I thought they was... did a great job with Michael Keaton's wardrobe in that that bomber jacket he wore. Oh, yeah, had, was... It had that kind of furry boa thing around oh, it yeah. that was no, just enough to call to the old vulture outfit without yeah. being over the top and being like Elton John. Yeah, no, it, it, it was entirely, it was the whoever costumed that, well done Oscars for you, because that was, that was brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah no, they, they actually, I think what they did there with, with the vulture was part of also what I really loved about the first Iron Man movie, is that they took something that, could potentially just be too unbelievable from the comics world to to exist in real mm. life, and I'm not actually talking about the Iron Man suit. Like the, the with the first right. Iron Man movie, I remember what made me fall in love with that and and love the character even more than I already did was seeing it and going, I can I can I can let myself believe that this can exist in real life. I can let myself believe that this Vulture guy and and his technology, given the world that Marvel has created, because that was the other brilliant thing was that they were finally able to utilize everything about past Marvel movies. The Avengers movies and Captain America 3 with Civil War. Oh, there yeah. were elements in this. So, so it really it really actually felt like the first time that they used their universe that they've built mm-hmm. instead of just adding more. Like that was my main problem with Doctor Strange where it was like oh my god there's more? Why? <laughs> I still like Doctor Strange. Great movie but no this was the first time where you were like oh that I mean they built you know the villain comes out of the New York tragedies related to the, first the end of movie. Avengers. Yeah, yeah, you know, like it, it, it felt like, oh, this is all interconnected. And the way they connected that with, and this was the thing that I loved the most, I actually felt, and this was the thing I liked most about the Marvel movie for the thing I liked the most about the Spider-Man movie, uh, because every Spider-Man they've had so far feels like a grown man attempting to be a teenager. This right. felt like teenagers at a real high school yep. with real problems like and uh, it was very multicultural, which especially since they were filming it and kept saying, "Oh, he's from Queens," and Spider-Man's from New York. It was like, "Oh, it makes sense that Spider-Man actually has not white classmates." Right. That was really nice, you know. Like and they, but it didn't feel forced. It didn't feel like, "Oh, we've got Latino people and Asian people because you know, and Arab people because we've got to have them, otherwise people think we're racist." It's like, no, no. They just felt right, natural, and right. They were people. Well, yeah. and and there was. There was at least one, I don't want to say who, uh, for spoiler rules, but there was at least one established character from Peter Parker's school days mm. that I was actually, when it was revealed who this person was, I was very pleasantly surprised. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't see that coming at all. Uh, it was a great surprise. and I, Really, there was a pretty much every twist they put in there, I, I fell for. I, I did not see it coming at all. You know what twist I quite liked? Donald Glover. I was so pumped he was in that fucking movie. Yeah. And then yeah. they, and I mean, I, I don't think, this is speculation, so I don't call it spoiler, but uh, did you catch, and this was, I, I didn't catch this, I want to be clear that I don't read enough you, Spider-Man you comics this. to know this, <laughs> but he, uh, the name of his character in the film, if you look on the screen, um, is the name of Miles Morales, who's like the new Spider-Man. It's, his uncle's name and he says oh my nephew lives in this neighborhood yeah i can't have these weapons here and so it and uh there were a lot of little tie-ins like that where they were dropping clues about miles morales oh that would be so awesome if they do that i did not catch that i i didn't either but the internet did and i read an article on it i was like oh dope that's that's awesome so yeah i just i like that because i remember back in like 2009 or 2010 or whenever they're talking about doing um, a Spider-Man movie and they wanted like there was a campaign to put Donald Glover to have him be like Miles Morales in a new Spider-Man movie I was like that needs to happen mm-hmm. and then it didn't and they had Andrew Garfield instead and they decided to turn Spider-Man into Batman and by the second movie they decided that they had to reboot the whole franchise because it was so terrible what's funny is you you touched on this a little bit ago when you talked about how every past movie it's felt like an adult trying to play a teenager mm. Tom Holland knocks it out of the park and what oh, basically yeah. what we have here is uh, for me this is like the Hulk like when Ed Norton took on the role of the Hulk after the Ang Lee debacle 
I I was like, hey, I love that Hulk. I liked that movie. And when I heard that in the Avengers movie it was going to be Mark Ruffalo, I remember, and we talked about this, I was, I was not thrilled. I was like, really? Fucking Mark Ruffalo is going to be the Hulk? Really? And oh, he Ruffles. stole that movie. Like, we, I think everybody came away going, holy shit. Hulk movies usually suck, but can we have some of those? Because he was so good. Because Ruffles is so good. Ruffles is, you can't. I call him Ruffles. Yeah, Ruffles is amazing. Um, but similarly with, I mean, I had nothing against Tom Holland being cast because I had knew nothing of Tom Holland, but I was bummed that, because I genuinely liked Andrew Garfield. I was like, man, great Peter Parker. Oh, little he did was. I know. He was, he was a good Peter Parker. He was a good one. Like, I thought he was great. Now, when I see what can be done with it, I'm like, okay, no, he was good. Right. Tom Holland does it great. No, I agree with you. I think uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man is the ace in this movie's uh, hand that they get to play. Uh, he's fantastic. He I just, thought they I did a good use of Tony Stark, too. I was worried he, he was, was. going to be too heavy-handed. There was actually a couple times in the movie that I expected to see him in a scene that he wasn't in. Like, I actually yeah. was like, oh, we're going to reveal that, that Iron Man's here. Oh, Okay. I like I like that they had him sort of be instead of killing Uncle Ben yet again so that we had to watch a poor senior citizen murdered by a random criminal so that a, a human being can be can decide to fight crime. We didn't have to see that. Uh you know, no spoiler really on that. There's no I Uncle Ben bummed. in this movie. You you wanted to see a senior citizen I love it. It's, it's what I it's what I buy a I ticket know, for. Man, when they shoot Martin Sheen in that second one you're like, "Here we go again." <laughs> um but no, uh, I just thought that to clarify, he was though, just b- you before you go forward, there is no Uncle Ben. He's already. It's not. You're not saying yeah. that he doesn't die. He literally has already died. It's, right, which they, I appreciated. That. It's, it, it, it was nice not to have an origin story to tell yeah. you. Yeah, because like the, he was just like, "Yep, got bit by a spider. Now I got these powers. Crazy, right?" Like there was no like. It was literally scene. a throwaway. Yeah, like walking yeah. down the street with his friend. He's like, "I got bit by a spider," and he's like, "The spider's dead." And that yeah. was it. End of yep. your like nobody's gonna try and create another spider person. There's yep. it's done. So yeah, sorry. Continue. Just called it good. Um, and uh, they, they, I just thought they, they did a really good job with Tom Holland, more or less. Uh, and you're right with Tony Stark. They didn't overplay him too much or happy. You know, they they kept it they kept it pretty good. Um, I will say that uh, the reason I enjoy Tony Stark, the way they tied him in well enough with the villain, as a motivator to the villain. I, I'm not giving away too much, but. Um, the speech that there's, there's a speech in the film that Michael Keaton has uh, where he basically like and this is I love it when you can make your villain make sense to me like mm-hmm. I understand and almost kind of start to agree with your villain mm-hmm. you've really got a good villain and after his speech I was like yeah fuck Tony Stark <laughs> I was like that guy is a billionaire asshole profiting off of man he's right you know and then immediately I was like yeah but then he's also killing people so fuck him you know like yeah, he's that's not how to solve the problem, but like to do that, that's what makes all good. Uh, if you have a, if your villain is so good that he start that, that someone can you can start to empathize with the villain. That's when your villains go old. Yep. So yeah, great villain. Love the villain. Love the Spider Man. Love the writing. The humor was great without being too heavy handed. Yeah, this is fantastic. Uh oh. You stay classy, San Diego. Uh-oh, you hear that, Brian? There it is. You hear it? You are attacking our news organization. Can you give us a chance to ask a question, sir? The time is now. I'm Steve Croft. I'm Leslie Stahl. I'm Bob Simon. I'm Morley Safer. I'm Ron Burgundy. And that's the way it is. You are fake news. All right, folks. It's time again for one of our most popular segments that we've never done before. Yeah, people love this. People absolutely, you know, we've had all. no complaints about this. No complaints yet. No complaints. It's time for fake news, Brian. Fake news. Fake news. Now, for any of our new listeners that are not familiar with what we mean by this, or any of our old listeners that are not familiar with what we mean by this, because we've never done it before, Brian and I are going to play a little game I like to call fake news. Fake news. All right. Should I explain it for the folks, Brian, or should we just do it? You absolutely should explain it. People are stupid. They don't know fake news. People are stupid. But not our listeners. Our listeners are smart. But in case, in case any stupid people are eavesdropping, we should explain. So what we're going to do here, Brian and I have each found some headlines that sound slightly special. 
and we have not told each other what headlines we have. Sure. And so what's going to happen now is we're going to read each other a headline, and the other person is going to go ahead and report briefly on the story. Okay. All right. Do you want to you want to report first, or do you want to give me a headline? I want to report first. Okay. So we're going to start you off with snakes shut down the mail in a Kentucky neighborhood. <laughs> Okay. It sounds interesting. I, I, I tell. So, what happened here, Brian? What's the story? Well, the story, uh, as I have been led to understand it, my name is Chip Poundstone. I am uh, for WKBX uh, Chicago. Uh, it looks like uh, today some snakes shut down the mail. Uh, there was a mail plane coming in. There were uh, <laughs> snakes on it, and uh, unfortunately, got in the mail. Unfortunate, but uh, that's how it happens. Hopefully, uh, that 80-year-old mailman, uh, Horace uh, Johnson, will uh, recover and return to work. Uh, great story, great story. And uh, now for weather, I kick it on over to uh, uh, Brad. Brad? <laughs> yeah, he, okay. he works here at KW. So, Chip. Yes. Chip Poundstone. Poundstone. Was it difficult making the transition to news from porn? Not at all. All right, hit me with the headline. All right, here you go. Costa Rican wasps beware. Costa Rican wasps beware. This just in, just off the coast of Costa Rica, a hive of lizards hatched, and they've been eating wasps. That's right, folks. Normally, people would worry about wasps, but in this story, it's the wasps that need to beware. Wasps been disappearing off the Costa Rican coast in record numbers over the last 30 days. It turns out that the wasps, while painful little assholes that just like to bite people, apparently are a uh, highly productive resource for the people in Costa Rica. And these dickhole lizards have been eating them up. For your inappropriate news, I'm fucker. So fucker, huh? That's that's your... That's right. I bring the news unfiltered. Well, uh... Fantastic. Um, do you do you want to give me a headline there, fucker? Chip Poundstone is, is <laughs> just dying for uh, some all right, brilliant. All right, Chipper, Chipper Chipperson of the Poundstone variety. Your headline, and I'm giving you a gift, by the way. Okay. Your headline starts with two words. Okay. Florida man. Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> Florida man crashes into fire hydrant and drowns. These are real headlines, by the way, folks. These are these are legitimate off the interwebs news headlines. Wow. All right. Uh Florida man you... crashes into fire hydrant and drowns. This is Chip Poundstone reporting live from uh a uh fire hydrant that is uh exploded and a Florida man has apparently drowned. Uh, it's a terrible tragedy. And uh I am I am knee deep. I don't even know how this is happening. Florida's drainage is truly terrible. I'm pretty sure that's an alligator over there. Uh, this is Chip Poundstone reporting out because, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Chip? Chip? Go. Uh-oh. I think we lost we him. Lost, we lost Chip. Yeah, he's, we've lost him. Ah, uh, poor Chip. Tragic. Tragic for poor Chip there. All right. Are you right? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I don't know if fucker's gonna report again. But let me. Let oh, me fucker should. Cause fucker your, should. Your yours is brothel rents out lifelike robot sex doll with 32e boobs and metal skeleton for a hundred pounds an hour. Oh my god, that was so many words. Say it again. Brothel rents out lifelike robot sex doll with 32e boobs and metal skeleton for a hundred dollars an hour. All right, I may paraphrase some of that. That's fine. You could. It's mainly you really need to get the brothel rents out lifelike robot sex doll for a hundred dollars an hour. Okay. The fact that it has a metal skeleton or thirty-two e boobs. That's up to you to really drive home. Thanks. Where does it say where this was? By the way, it's in London. In London. Nice. Yep. The British so repressed, and finally now they're not. Hey, 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 folks! Are you tired of British whores that have fucked up teeth? Well, good news, because in London. There's a brothel that is now renting out robotic sex workers. That's right. You heard me right. Robotic sex dolls. These babes have got metal skeletons and 33E... Boobs, yeah. Breasticles. Wanted to make sure we had the size right. I had to check in when they're with my intern. He's our boob man. He's our expert. Hey, hey, Dingleberry. How are those robot boobs? 
are, are we selling the robot boobs? Because I feel like we're like you're <laughs> actually like it doesn't feel so much like you've reported upon it. That's true. Just, you have, that's you true. Well, that's what we do here because me. here at inappropriate news, we have absolutely no sponsors. Nobody, nobody will give us a dime to report the news. So what we are is we are half news, half infomercial. We're an infonutial, and you, you need to get you some robot hooker. I, I was going to say, it sounds like a brothel in London is definitely bankrolling our news <laughs> station. Uh, oh, I, for, I, I'm sorry. That was in, in, unprofessional of me. Let me sign off. With inappropriate news, I'm fucker. Fan. I just sound like a morning talk show radio, like. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> I feel like yeah. we should have, like, the, uh, I'm fucker. Fucker. Fucker in the morning. We need a sound chip. Chip Poundstone and fucker in the morning. <laughs> Poundstone in the fucker. Fuck, 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 pounder. Wow. We're just the worst. I still don't think we've done as bad as we did last time, though. Um, I don't know. I feel like we were classier last time. <laughs> that's just because we found where my moral compass lies. I mean, I feel like that's where most of this show goes for people is where their moral compass <laughs> lies. Those of you still listening, it's not looking good. No, but that was uh, that was our fake news segment. Hope y'all enjoyed it. I I wanted to I wanted to bring up something here, talking about news before sure. we before we go into uh, some some lighter stuff. Wait, we, lighter than the Spider-Man movie? <laughs> lighter than than I mean, sex earlier robots. we were comparing robots to 9/11, yeah. so I suppose you're right. Lighter. I, I meant lighter than news, not lighter than this whole show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. So, when I was trying to find my headlines for you, mm-hmm. I visited a few news sources and I actually noticed this is not so much for a comedy bit. This is just something I noticed that we've kind of talked about as far as the media and being biased. Sure. I saw that there was like a little blip about Jimmy Comey and that like apparently some of the stuff he wrote in the memos was classified information or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's sure. probably going to be news. So I, I went to CNN, which is which is my my starting point if I'm on the uh, the interwebs for news. Mm-hmm. And so I go to CNN.com. This was this was pretty much midday, so this was okay. this was like their kind of their you know their, this is like peak. This isn't middle of the night news. This is what they had on their breaking news front page. Uh, first, the, their big story was talking about Donald Trump Jr. and that he, I guess, tweeted at the New York Times. So, yay! There's more. goddamn. That's sad that that's a big news, <laughs> right? And and next Donald to it, Trump just Jr. Re- tweeted. Just reading down the bullet points. Trump defends Ivanka role at G20, suggests Chelsea Clinton held to different standard. Trump pledges $50 million to help women entrepreneurs. Uh, an editorial here says, feminists in name only are attacking Ivanka. Uh, mm-hmm. Another one says, Trump Jr. meeting is evidence of Russia contact, but not collusion. Uh, somebody else says, the press has become the predator. And there's a couple other ones. And then and then going down here for their other big stories, here is Classified Clash, Trump, Comey, Professor Powell, spar over report on memos. They talk about the air assault where there was a woman that uh, was facing probation for groping another passenger on Alaska Airlines, which I just thought was part of the ticket price. And nude beach horror, shark bites both legs of swimmer in Florida. And oh, Florida. Yeah, and then and then it does say, you know, they say uh, on the Comey stuff, what Trump has said about Comey from having guts to being a nut job. Kellyanne Conway is quoted saying that it's ironic that Comey may have mishandled classified info like Hillary did. Uh, Kellyanne Conway is saying the Comey memo revelation is, quote, an incredible bombshell. And then they've got their latest news. Breaking news, ISIS routed from Iraqi city of, the, uh, of Mosul. U.S.-led Yay. coalition says, "Yay, we did it!" Uh, Obama to hear at Democratic fundraiser. I like this one. Trump retrieves Marine's hat at Windy Base. That's a headline. You know, it's 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 varied. Sure, sure seems to be a lot about Donald Trump in there. It it's does. Like they love him. It does. Like yeah, they love him. They, they do. do. So guess what? Everything uh, I just read to you was from Fox News. Really? Yeah, that was all in there because they the also Fox love him. They, oh, they because do they love him. they also love him, but yeah, for different reasons. They do love him, which 
I was hoping you would have picked up on it with the Trump retrieves Marines hat at Windy Base because that to me sounds like somebody's grasping to praise Trump about something. Well, well, here's the thing. I guarantee you if CNN reported on it, there was like some sort of negative bent to it. But (laughs) Fox News was like, hold on, let's just like. And the truth is probably that somebody's hat blew off and Donald Trump very well may have gone over and picked it up and handed it back to the man. And that was very nice of him. Does it mean he should be president of the United States? No, it doesn't. Now, all of those things I read, I was pretty much starting kind of near the top and working my way down. If we go way further down, so this is... Oh, by the way, uh, you almost tipped the hand with uh, the nude shark beach in Florida story. That's a very... I mean, don't get me wrong. CNN definitely loves to titillate, but nothing gets those motherfuckers at Fox harder than, oh, with some violence and some sex happening somewhere? (laughs) Holy God. We need to report that. They love that. They really do. So does CNN, to be fair, but nowhere near as much as Fox News does. I, I also skipped the headline, like the, the creative headline they gave to their big story. Remember, their big story was that Donald okay. Trump Jr. channels dad with sarcastic tweet at New York Times. That was their big go-to story. <laughs> and their entry line for it was, here comes the sun. Because let's face it, we all know... Right that the demographic of Fox News was alive when the Beatles were there. So. They were. But very, very far down. So we've got that big Though story. They we've may got actually have also been there when the sun was invented. <laughs> so it really could be either one. So just to make fun of old people. Because I don't, I don't know if any like really like 90-year-olds listen to our show. If you do, thank you. If you and do, uh, I'm pretty sure they don't know how to change it. Also could be it. And if you do, you're an incredibly lightened old person. Thank you. Yeah, that's true. If you actually listen and appreciate us, thank you. If you And if you're listening and hate us and you're just writing everything down so that you can make examples of us at your backgammon game later. <laughs> this is what young people talk about. They talk about blowing dogs buttholes. This generation is lost. This is why we need Donald Trump. Then I understand as well. And thank you for listening. I appreciate that. But so we've got the big the big story about Donald Trump Jr. tweeting. We got all those little Trump mentions. Uh, we've got the Comey thing, the air assault, the nude beach, um, oh, man. and stuff. then the Marine hat. Uh, now, way, 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 way down on the page. Way down there. It says, key GOP lawmakers say Senate health plan probably dead. Oh, yeah. Now, that to me seems like bigger news right now than Trump retrieving a Marine's hat at a windy base. Let's or, check or CNN. A tweet to the New York Times. CNN's big top story is, GOP healthcare bill in trouble again. Then we've got what Chelsea Clinton had to say about Ivanka's role at G20. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump and Trump Jr.'s changing Russia stories. Pirates are real, and they may be helping <laughs> terrorists. <laughs> you know what? Maybe that's who cut off the legs of the new dude. It was pirates. Uh, what happens after ISIS destroys a city? GOP sen- senators ridicule Trump proposal. British... MP apologizes after saying N-word in the woodpile in meeting. <laughs> I really hope it was needle in the woodpile, and they've just, they just picked a six-letter N-word and just put N in a bunch of asterisks, because it would be hilarious if this is literally just said, needle in the woodpile, and, and they're like, hey, you know what? If we censor that word, it changes wow. it. Wow. Um, and then, so, but, uh, so, so we got uh, that, like I said, the big one was the, the health care bill, Right. How GOP could make health care deal with Democrats. Uh, John McCain saying that the GOP health care bill probably will die. Santorum saying Trump needs to step up on health care. Uh, protesters dragged out of Senator's office. Why the Republican he- health care message is floundering. Then we've got in their news and buzz trooper shot dead in New York State. Miami Beach swimmer attacked by shark is probably the nude beach. Um, <laughs> camping yes. teen away. This one, this one. This one just made me giggle, and it probably shouldn't have, but Camping Teen awakens to crunching sound as Bear bites his head. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> See, that was CNN's Shark Beach story. That That's was. their version of it. You know, like, but like There's no sex. Fox News would have been like, were you alone in the tent? Was somebody jerking you off? Was it the bear? Was <laughs> it Josh Hartnett? <laughs> <laughs> was it Josh Hartnett? Um Wait. So I just, I just thought, and literally, I have no point to bring here other than, I, I was just going on a hunt for some headlines and stuff. Sure. And I'm not trying to be Republican bashing right here, but it just, uh, there's no denying that Fox News is a Republican news source. No, they certainly are. And there's no denying that CNN, if it has a bent, which it does, is liberal. 
it's mildly liberal, Ben. I actually, here's the thing with CNN. I think MSNBC is oh, very yeah. liberal. I consider CNN to just be like they're they're that guy at like if you walk through like a you remember the old like state fairs where like you go to like not even state fair like the county fair you've been to a county mm-hmm. fair I assume you're you're from the sticks like me yes you go to a county fair and there's some desperate dude standing there selling like washcloths but these are really good washcloths <laughs> he's got like a demonstration booth set up and he'll like got he's got like a two liter of coke that he'll like spill on some formica and wipe it down with these cloths and tell old people that look how well it picks up and, and that shit like and he's just super pumped about shit that like, but there's no real content to it, mm-hmm. and you're pretty sure they're just rags. That's CNN when it comes to news for me. Okay. They're just trying so hard. They're trying so, like, if you, I, I don't know, like, I, I don't read CNN as often as I see it. Because mm-hmm. um, one of the people I worked for for a while had CNN up on, like, she would just put CNN on in the background. Like, I just work all day. I don't even think she really listened to it. She just turned it on to have people in her house talking. <laughs> but I was forced to sit near it, so I had to watch it. And if I have to listen to a man whose name is Wolf Blitzer, <laughs> like the fact that he is employed there completely negates almost any of their actual journalistic integrity to me. Like, not any. He has some. But he just, they're just they're trying so hard. Like, like here's the thing. I sort of I don't agree with Donald Trump that CNN is fake news. They're not. They are actual news, but they are news that clearly has a very aggressive board uh, that wants them to sell. Yes. And fucker, that's could work what for I don't like. Oh, fucker and Chip Houndstone would be <laughs> huge at CNN. Now, every once in a while, they will accidentally do some good reporting. Um, and every once in a while, you know, just like anything, even Fox News does good reporting occasionally. But they just, I get people's frustration with them, I think, when I hear about it. When, people, when I hear criticisms of, of CNN, I'm usually like, okay, all right, I can see it. And then when I hear people say they love CNN, I'm like, yeah, all right, I can see it. Uh, but with Fox News, I usually go, I, I don't get it. I don't get why you trust these people. And then I read their headlines, and I'm like, oh, my God, I totally want to know if that chick at the nude beach who got her legs bit off had huge jugs. Did she? <laughs> pictures? Did she have and size 33E boobs <laughs> and a yeah. metal skeleton? She, was, was it actually a sex robot? Actually, and here we are joking about some poor man who was bitten by a shark. You don't know if it was beach. a man. Didn't he say man on CNN? It's man bitten by shark I think he just said shark Florida? attack. Miami Beach shark mm. attack. Oh, okay. So it could have been a woman. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there we go. The, then the it, man, it could have been a sex robot. The bear robot. attack was a man. The bear attack was a man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's to me, though, like... Uh, side note, the bear attack victim's name was Josh. Really? Yeah. Uh, Josh Hartnett, it looks like. Ah, he's out there seducing bears. <laughs> That's not a good sign. Yeah, it wasn't actually his skull. That was not the head that no, was being No, it was bit. another head, I assume. Yeah. Now, but, wha- but back to my point, though, of... of right. Uh, so, I'm sure you've heard the phrase burying the lead, right? Yes. And and for those who don't know, burying the lead is usually when there's a bigger piece of news that someone neglects to bring be upfront with. Uh, yes. You might you might be talking about, oh, I had a great weekend with my girlfriend. We uh, we saw we saw the new Spider-Man movie. Um, tried this new sushi place. It was really great. Um, she's pregnant, and uh, and I think that we're gonna probably go visit uh, my folks next weekend. That's burying the lead. Yes. Pregnancy would be the, the lead. You'd want to go with that. So I, yeah. I've never actually seen such a Josh Hartnett world. stars in new movie. Josh Hartnett to maybe get an Oscar. Josh Hartnett fucks bear and <laughs> dies in the woods. <laughs> Josh Hartnett returns a zombie. Yeah, no, definitely. That's, <laughs> that's the problem with Josh Hartnett's life. You can't bury the lead. You can't. It's all, lead. it's all leads. All leads. He's a bitches. leading man. But I've never seen a real-world application of burying the lead so strongly as you look at CNN's page, and it's <laughs> healthcare is is the GOP healthcare is is struggling. That's big right. news because that is everything that Washington is focusing on right now, other than the, like the 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 investigation into the Russia thing. But Washington is trying to push that aside, and what they're mm. focusing on is the healthcare bill. That is what is going on or not going on. And so justifiably, since it's coming up time for them to vote again, if they're going to vote, 
it needs to be the sort of thing where that that's that's your lead. And the fact that Fox News not only buried it, like I could get it if they had something else that they felt was more newsworthy to put up there. Right. But they literally put it down in tiny print in a list of things, four stories underneath Trump retrieves Marines hat on a windy base. And they're oh instead yeah. their big or lead Trump Jr. tweets. And that was their big lead was was Donald Trump's son is also being a little prick on Twitter. It's like and but they weren't even doing it as as he's being a little prick. They were like, he's being a badass on Twitter. That was how they're presenting it. Well, again, because it's opinion. Right. Both sites are opinion. The CNN is uh, they They've buried leads, I'm sure. But that is definitely what you the example you made there is is a prime example of Fox being like, we don't want to talk about this. Yeah. Because it's the healthcare thing is not happening. We're talking about it. And it, yeah, no, they do it all the time. Uh, the L.A. Times is a pretty liberal newspaper and they will bury headlines. It's just like, guys, come on now. Really? <laughs> this. But yeah, but but Bonzo the Clown was very entertaining at the birthday party. Guys, guys, what's going on in Benghazi? No, not in Benghazi. Nothing's really happening there. <laughs> it's fine. I was worried. Bonzo was great, though. Speaking of burying the lead, Brian. Because we're Chip almost Poundstone loves to bury the lead. It's 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 time. It's time to really bring this bring this out in the open. The Chicago yep. Cubs won the World Series, Brian. You've literally talked about it twice since we came back from our The Chicago Cubs won the World Series, Brian. I realize that it's new for you because you were in Brian, a coma when it happened. The Chicago Cubs now follow me here. Won the World Series. They did. I followed you on that one. Woo! Uh, And I've also been following the Chicago Cubs this season, and I don't think they're going to win it again. No, no, you don't understand. The Chicago Cubs won the World Series. They win baseball. Like, that's it's done now, right? We're just over. We can stop playing. But, yeah, as far as I know, they have stopped playing baseball. There's no more baseball. (laughs) It's It's finished. They were all like, well, we've been waiting on that for 108 years. I guess we're done. What's funny is I, I literally thought you were just taking a, a, a great shot at the Cubs in saying that they stopped playing baseball because that is accurate. That is, I mean, it's not entirely accurate. They, they're, they're not the worst team in the league, but they're definitely not the best. They're losing to the Milwaukee Brewers currently. They might pick it up in a second. Maybe they've just been kind of lounging around like, guys, we won the fucking World Series. Let's take this year off. <laughs> why not? You know, makes sense to me. Or maybe they'll they'll turn it on after the All-Star break. They were waiting in the first half of the season. Now. I just do want to point out that the Dodgers do have the best record in baseball right now. Do they? That's the thing that's happening. They do. They're the best team in baseball currently. So we're at the halfway point of the season, right? It is. This, this wonderful halfway point, yeah. So let's get it on the record here. Mm-hmm. Percentage. So out of 100. Sure. What do you legitimately think, not mm. just as a fan, try and take the Dodger hat off that I know is hermetically sealed to your head. It is. What do you think the percentage chance is that the Dodgers will be in the World Series this year? 65%. Really? Yes. Okay. What is the odds that they win the World Series this year? Probably like 45 Okay, that's fair. I they're, was actually close. I was hoping I mean, you were going to drop down to about fifty. I feel like I feel like once you get to the World Series, it's a fifty-fifty shot. It it is close to fifty-fifty. Uh, they're the Dodgers, so they'll try and let me down, but uh, I don't think they will. I think this year this year has genuinely seemed like, hey, things are going good. I, it is only halfway, so we'll see. I think the Chicago Cubs will have a legitimate chance to win it. The Houston Astros are really good. Wait, 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 wait. Um, you think the Cubs have a legitimate chance to make it to the World oh Series? Oh, yeah, because they're not, they're not the worst. They, they're still in the hunt for the, They're like three games out of the wild card spot. So, I mean, that's, you know. Yeah, well how many games the out are they from the their division, though? I think like five right now. Oh, it's not terrible, so, I guess. No, they're not bad. But it's just, it's weird because they're, they were so dominant last year that, uh, you know, they come out and they're like, they underwhelmed everybody. And I was like, oh, oh. And, like and I'm like, then I, then I stopped. I literally went to the baseball press like all of them and i held a press conference i said guys it's chicago <laughs> they can't they can't get the hopes up too high again guys <laughs> the, the bears are still in town the chicago bulls traded jimmy butler guys guys just calm it on down man chicago just okay you know what i i gotta say because you shit on chicago a lot on this show they do shit on chicago is like my favorite phrase ever <laughs> and and for for our listeners, I feel like you should know because obviously Brian and I do. You know, we're not we don't just know each other from this show. Brian and I 
have known each other for years. And True. I will tell you that he shits on Chicago off air too. So this is not yes. just a entertainment thing. He shits no. all over Chicago. He's like Transformers in Transformers Three. I really am the <laughs> Megatron of Chicago in terms of pooping. But here's what I want to tell you, Brian. The good yes. the good people of Illinois. Uh huh. The good people of Illinois. There there are good people there. Not all Rob Blagojevich. I'm glad you I'm glad you just said that that way there, you. Brian. You little yep. shit fucker. Because Okay. It's definitely the vendetta show. <laughs> every time mm-hmm. every time you shit time. on Chicago on this show, do you know yes. what I hear afterwards? The sound of Chicago smelling better? <laughs> God damn it. I wish you'd be slightly less clever when you shit on Chicago because it's hard for me to, to not Sorry, appreciate uh, it. The hot dogs being delicious. I don't know. What do you Shut want? Shut up. No. What I get mm. is a phone conversation with my non-Jewish Jewish mother. Ah. And do you know what she says after you berate Chicago? I should move to Los Angeles? No, no that's where we are. We're in Los Angeles. Why, why would she tell us to move here? No, I, I thought you said, what does she say? Oh, you and think she, she wants, wants to, to move to Los, Los Angeles? Angeles? No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Sorry. No, what I hear is, so... Brian talked about Chicago again. Like, yes, yes, he did. Yep. You know, we really got to get that boy here, take him to some steakhouses, maybe take him to Wrigley for a Cubs game. This woman literally wants to just embrace you and 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 take you on a on a Ferris Bueller's Day Off whirlwind tour of Chicago. You shit on Chicago and the good people of the state of Illinois just want to welcome you and show you that it's not so bad. How does that make you feel, shit fucker? How, how does that make me feel that you just called me shit fucker <laughs> in front of your mom? Hey, apparently? I'm not a, I'm not in Illinois anymore. I've got the I've got the L.A. Dodgers side of me now, so I'm an asshole. Okay, fair enough. Uh, you know, it is it has literally never been the people of Chicago I dislike. It is the city itself. It is the hubris of its founders to build it on the edge of a really crap lake in the middle of an area that is frozen. Hey, first of all, of it's a time. nice lake, motherfucker. No, it's not. You haven't been I've there. Seen it. You don't know. I've seen it. You know what? I flew over it once and uh, looked down and was like, that looks like a turd bowl. And I was correct. It is It is just the city of Chicago. And here's the, here's the worst part about it. I actually hate Boston and New York way more. Hmm. But, but also, just because... You know, I, I didn't actually used to hate Chicago. You know, in, in the same way that one might say a, a villain's origin story. Oh, no. If I'm the villain of Chicago, the, the villain's origin story of Chicago starts uh, actually shortly after I met Seth. And he was like, oh, you like football. Would you like to come over and watch football with me? And I said, yes, Seth, I would love to do that. And then he <laughs> made me watch every Chicago Bears game <laughs> ever. Every week, in and out, the first game we had to fucking watch, unless they played Monday or Sunday night, was the Chicago fucking Bears. And do you know what the Chicago Bears have done for the almost 10 years now that I've known <laughs> Seth and been watching football with Seth? Never won shit. That is what they've done. It's true. So fuck that city. <laughs> fuck the stupid Bears and their goddamn non-drafting front office that spent... Every year, just disappointing their fans. And every year, those poor saps line back up outside Soldier Field to freeze their balls to the goddamn bleachers and watch the Bears immediately get pounded into the ground by the Packers or the Browns or whatever hey, whoa, whoa, team whoa. has wandered through. We do not they lose lost to the Browns. to the Browns last year. No, well, Except it. I'm pretty sure they did. Last year doesn't count. That's what every Chicago <laughs> fan says every year. I've been hearing last year doesn't count every <laughs> year since 2008, which was the year Rex Grossman almost took them to the Super Bowl. 2006. Or he, did, he was. 2006 was the year we went to the Super Bowl. That's right, to the Super Bowl that year. Holy shit, we've known each other for longer than 10 years. We have. We have. Damn. Yes. It's really I, shocking not, that I haven't murdered you in Chicago Did you not get fashion. the china that I sent you? I sent you the, the China. The, f- the, f- the package of foam plates from Walmart, the great value foam plates. Yeah, but didn't you like that I had writ on it? No Transformers plot happens here on the plates. <laughs> I thought that was really good. I was very happy. I was proud of that. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, 
But yeah, that's why I hate Chicago because I'm forced to watch their abysmal football team lose every fucking fall for at well, least three weeks but okay. before I eventually tell Seth, "Come on, we've got to watch anything else." And he'll eventually be like, "Okay, fine. After the Bears game, we can watch something non-Bears related." And we maybe get around to watching, I don't know, the Giants or somebody win something. Now that I know you have an origin story for this, I actually feel like I witnessed a turning point, too. Because there was a point in time after we left Oregon, which, by the way, in my defense, when we started hanging out watching football, there was no local team. We were in Oregon. We were in eastern Oregon. We were in the mountains of Oregon. There was no There's local team. Seattle is no, pretty much the local team. No, fuck that. They're Washington, not Oregon. I don't I don't get on board with that shit. But okay, there was no enough. local t- there was no local team. So we okay. could have cheered on Oakland. We could have cheered mm-hmm. on Denver. We, we could have spent a lot of time watching anyone else's football team win a game. We really could have, you're right. So, we watched the Bears and I get it. That's fine. But I think one of the first football seasons that we had in California. Yeah. You and the missus came over to my place. Yep. And the Bears were playing a hopeless game against the San Francisco 49ers. Sounds accurate. And they won. Yep. I feel like that, if you're going to be honest, I feel like that is where you finally decided, fuck Chicago. No. Really? No, the the Niners have been losing to so many more people. (laughs) It's... It's it's looking at that, and then it's watching the Chicago Bulls, after having been handed Michael Jordan, fail to even, like, have they even been in the championship game since Michael retired? Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think they have. And the Chicago Cubs have (laughs) historically lost. I don't know if you uh, know this or not, but the Chicago Cubs won the World Series, Brian. It took them 108 years to do it. Literally, quite literally, empires fell in the time <laughs> it took them to win. So that city is a miserable, miserable, sad city. It just sits there with its icy little bottom lip out, pouting on the corner of Lake Michigan. It's the, only, the lake next to it isn't even named after the state it's in. The <laughs> lake is too embarrassed to associate itself with it. It's like, no, no, I'm from Michigan. I'm not from Chicago. <laughs> I'm not from here, guys. I'm not I'm from not here. I'm from here. I don't know if you're... And their steakhouses are delicious, and their blues are delightful, and they they put forth some of the best comedic actors working, not named Seth Yonka. Um, Boom. Wait, wait, had, wait. Yeah, I know you caught up. I was giving you a burn because I gave you a compliment. That was I felt mean. I had to balance it. Sorry. Fine. I'll amend it. Chicago puts forward some of the great comic actors of our time. It's not a black hole. It's just right next to the I black thought, hole. I thought you were going to say including Seth Yonka, but whatever. <laughs> no, you're the black hole. God damn it, Brian. just next to you. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we are out of time, so we got to wrap this up. Oh, no, we haven't talked about Guardians of the Galaxy 2 yet. You want to make this a you two-parter, Brian? Should we make it's it a two-parter? It's been great, folks. Nah, let's talk about it next time. Next. All right, fine. You promise? I promise that the next podcast we'll talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Volume 2. Volume 2. All right, folks. Well, as always, we do want to thank you very much for listening. Feel free to check us out on Facebook, Downstairs Neighbors. If you are want to catch up on any of our past episodes, you can find them on iTunes or if you're an Android user on any major podcast player or visit our website at dryrunproductions.net slash final hour. This has been Final Hour with West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. I'm Brian. And we'll catch you next time. But you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you down. You just stand up tall. Sometimes everybody This has been a Dry Run production.